finish today Psalm 50, and this has been a great journey. Welcome to Enough for Today. I hope you'll be encouraged today. Hope you'll join us at Emmanuel for groups um, tonight at 7 o'clock, and uh, pray for a great weekend in God's house. Hey, let's pick it up in Psalm 50. We left off yesterday with God giving a final warning to unbelievers about his ultimate judgment and asking them to reconsider and experience his deliverance because there is no other salvation. There's no other deliverance, okay? And so the final verse of this psalm turns back towards pure worship, true worship. And for the believer, what does that look like, okay? Whoso, verse 23, whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. So God says, first of all, um, pure, honest worship is about offering praise to God, and that glorifies him. So praise could be what you do on Sunday when you're singing. It could be what you do Monday through Friday when you're uh, telling the story of God's goodness in your life or in your car or in your private devotions when you are praising and thanking and lifting your heart to him, living under uh, the banner of his uh, authority and his lordship and his direction and his Uh, sovereign guidance in your life, living under the banner of his provision and protection, and recognizing that. It is is, uh, to offer him praise. Now, this is what's captivating to me about this. Think about what God does not ask for, okay? And he has the right to ask for anything. But he basically puts this on the very bottom shelf, and he says, you want to honor me? You want to glorify me? Um, Offer me praise. First of all, he's worthy. Second of all, it's simple. It's easy to do. It's free. Anybody can offer God praise, and it's meaningful to him. Um, And so I want to encourage you, my friend, today, if you're sticking with me and you're in that first position of the psalm where you're a believer, okay, and God's called you to that organic thanks and devotion and calling to him in desperation to experience deliverance, If you want that organic life of authentic worship, worship is simply love expressed to God, the elevation of God in your life, giving him your highest love, your first priority, the the preeminence in your life, and, and offering him the praise that he's due for all the good things that he's done in your life. And this is what's so powerful about it. A life of praise cannot simultaneously be a life of complaining and griping and murmuring, okay? A life of praise is a is an optimistic, positive, joy-filled life because you force your mind to think on these things, Philippians 4. You force your heart and mind to marinate and dwell on the good things that God is, the good things that God has done and is doing. And so it doesn't take you long when you get on this track of what can I praise God for before it lifts your heart. And the beauty of this is that it also pleases him. It also glorifies him. So whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. And to him, now look at this, to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. So is, here's the question, is the point here that God's saying, if you have a good life, you're going to be saved. Is that what he's saying? Well, that's not what he says, okay? What he says is, to him that ordereth, let's just break this down. So ordereth is to uh, 
to put, okay, uh, to appoint, to bring care to, all right, to charge, um, to commit. So God is saying, if we will bring uh, determination, I talked yesterday about coming into the summer strategically, deliberatively. God's saying, if, if you will order your conversation, what is your conversation? Um, it is your walk. It's your life. It's the whole of your life and your lifestyle. We use the word conversation to reference our voice and our speaking, but uh, in um, in the day of this translation, the word was much bigger. It was your your whole going about in life, okay, um, and your direction. So God says, if you will bring your life and your lifestyle and your life direction uh, into order in accordance with a, a life that praises God. Uh, conversation aright. Now that word was was added in by the translators, but the idea is rightly order your life. If you will order your life under the direction of God, under the lordship of, of God, and directionally, now this doesn't mean you're perfect, it just means directionally you're, you're moving in a spiritual direction and, and in a God-honoring direction to praise and glorify Him in your life and to honor, submit, obey Him. Um, as you are ordering your conversation, to the degree that you're ordering your conversation aright, God will show His salvation. I will show the salvation of God. To see. Show means to see to view, to realize, to know, to consider, okay? The salvation of God, uh, we tend to think of that in terms of ultimate spiritual deliverance from hell and from condemnation, from judgment, which is fine. That is included here, but the idea of seeing it, you, you know in the New Testament where we are commissioned to work out our salvation? It's not saying earn it. It's not saying work for it. It's saying that that you already have bring it out, let it come out of you, let it grow up out of you. Um, this is when your salvation becomes visible in your life to you and to others, okay? This is uh, another way to look at it would be the fruit of the Spirit. You've got a root system that's been planted in Christ and the Spirit of God is flowing up in you and sanctifying and growing you to where the fruit of the Spirit shows up on the branches of your life and on the vine of your life and you are growing fruit and it's visible. It becomes um, it, it, you become a living example of God's salvation, and God shows you uh, his work in your life. Um, there's a validation happening here. There is, uh, it, it, in the word show, you're seeing it. You're seeing it materialize. It, um, what God is saying, the sense of verse 23 is, you live a life of praise, even in times of trouble. You choose to live a life of praise, that's faith. You order your, your life in, in, in accordance with what God says is right. And it won't be long before your faith becomes sight. It won't be long before God validates your uh, faith by showing you his presence and his activity and his spiritual growth in your life. You stay on that track of devotion, worship, devoted worship, devoted praise, and seeking uh, in your disciplined days to order your life in, in the will and plan of God, to, uh, to plant your life in him, 
then he, uh, you're, what you're doing when you're ordering your conversation to write is uh, what Psalm 1 says, blessed is the man that walketh not, sitteth not, standeth not, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate. Uh, you are also what Paul called being rooted and grounded in Christ. You are what the author of Hebrews called not casting away your confidence, but you're being faithful even through hardship. You're not growing weary and well-doing. You are engaging in a devoted life. You're not devoted to be saved. Uh, your devotion is flowing out of your salvation, but you're engaging it and you're uh, committing to it in a, in, an, in, an, um, in a way that isn't volatile. You're not turning back. When you, when you falter, when you fail, when you slip, you repent, uh, but you don't, you, don't, uh, turn, you don't forsake the Lord. This devoted ordering of your, of your direction and your lifestyle, God's saying, you walk this road, you're going to see me. You're going to see me active. You're going to see me showing up. And my friend, this is where your faith really does become sight, it, it, sort of a preemptive sight. So th- it's going to become literal sight one day, right? If you've walked with God for more than a, a year or two or five or ten, you're you're getting a growing archive. Uh, you're getting a growing library of ways that God has changed you, ways that you've seen God active and intervening in your life, present, ways that he's talked to you through his word, ways that he's directed your steps and helped you make the right decisions and avoid pitfalls and traps and ways that he's seen you through days of trouble and deliverance. You go back to the earlier part of the psalm where he says, if you call on me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you. Well, give that five or ten times, and you've got this incredible uh, uh, corpus of, of, of uh, stories that God has delivered you, and you've seen his salvation. This is the sense of it, okay, that you will become a living, breathing, experiential example of the activity of God in your life. And even more so, will you be able to share him with others, point others to him, and glorify him? 